Non-stop talk radio. Streaming 24 hours a day. TalkZone.com It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1 800 307 3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray, where the Hotel Providence is calling it their germaphobe dream package. A one-night stay including chicken noodle soup, antibacterial soaps, vitamin drinks, and a germ-eliminating wand. Only $375. America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today to talk about a very important topic. After all, a lot of Americans take cholesterol-lowering medications. We are joined as well uh, by former NASA uh, astronaut and physician himself, Dr. Dwayne Gravelin. We'll talk about some of the latest unfolding information about the side effects of cholesterol-lowering medications, the statin drugs. You're invited to join us with your health care questions at 1-800-307-3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Our mission to provide you that health care news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else so brings to us America's wellness, Dr. Julian Whitaker, MD. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Good morning, Deborah. How are you today? Well, thanks. Great. Well, this is interesting. A dietary supplement of lignans from Norway spruce. And I'm reminded, of course, of the Duke research of the high lignin flax and how it stopped prostate cancer uh, in its tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, According to a new clinical trial that was actually done in this country, um, a double-blind placebo-controlled trial could reduce the incidence of hot flashes by over 50%, 55%, according to this now-presented study about lignans from Norway spruce reducing the risk of hot flashes, Dr. Whitaker. Wonderful. Now, I would imagine that the lignans found in flaxseed would have a similar result, would it not? I would say as well, absolutely. I would certainly imagine that. Absolutely. Because sure. um, I'm not sure where we can get lignans from uh, Norway spruce. Is it available as a product? Uh, they are doing some testing on this uh, on this agree- ingredient. Um, uh, a, a dietary supplement firm uh, uh, was actually part of the clinical trial, so mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see more about this source of lignans. But you're right; all the research on lignans indicates that you know high lignin uh, uh, from flaxseed makes a difference as well, Doctor. Absolutely, and so that's just one of the other reasons. Every day, I take um, uh, about two heaping tablespoons of flaxseed, put it in a coffee grinder, buzz it, put it in a glass, fill it with water, and gulp it down. It takes me less than a minute to grind it. And I use uh, pre-ground flaxseed. I grind it and take it immediately, only because if you grind the flaxseed, even if you put preservatives in it, it's going to become rancid over time. But the flaxseed that is still in the seed, if it's kept dry 
and it's kept at room temp, will has a shelf life of about 2,000 years. So you don't have to worry about flaxseed, uh, you know, <laughs> on your kitchen shelf. So grind it and take it, and then you'll get the lignans and the benefits of, of the uh, omega-3 fatty acids that are in the flaxseed. It's an excellent form of fiber. And until the spruce comes available, I don't know if I want to go out and start eating spruce trees, but um, in general, I'm very supportive of, in, of uh, this research on lignans helping women overcome their hot flashes. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is interesting. It, it goes to the nutritional value of the grape. Dr. Nancy Berman at the University of Kansas School of Medicine uh, did a presentation at the Society for Neuroscience Conference that was uh, just held in San Diego, Dr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. She took a look, and this was a laboratory animal study of diet with grapes and diet without grapes. What she found was just dramatic. She showed that a grape-enriched diet induced a 246-fold increase in the expression of a beta-amyloid scavenger, which, of course, is of great benefit if you're talking about Alzheimer's disease. The conclusion was that preserving brain health is a key concern as we age and that the resveratrol, the quercetin, the catechins from grapes may help protect you against Alzheimer's disease. I wonder if raisins would do the same thing. Well, no, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, because raisins are just dehydrated grapes. Hmm. And I would, so, uh, I love grapes. But I'm just, and that is, again, one of those elements that you find, you know, that would be, have, have the, um, resveratrol is pr- present in grapes. Um, the quercetins that you mentioned, um, that's fascinating information. I've got grapes downstairs. Excuse me while I go down and eat some. Absolutely. Of course, you and mm-hmm. I know resveratrol. We can get that from red wine. That's a grape right. product as well. It's a health food. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, did they mention which kind of grapes they use? Were they red grapes or table grapes? They used red grapes. Yes, red they grapes. did. Got yes. it. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, the French uh, believe that they have a new diet. Uh, if you want to reduce your uh, risk of standing in front of the refrigerator, now why was I here? They published it in the journal Neurology. They followed some 8,000 people in three uh, French towns, age 65 and over, for four years, and they saw a pattern. Uh, those seniors who avoided memory loss uh, used fats such as um, a walnut oil or soy oil, they ate fruits and vegetables daily. They ate fish once a week. In fact, uh, they found that uh, dementia was 40% less common against people uh, with people eating fish. People who uh, regularly consumed uh, the monounsaturated and the omega-3 fatty acids uh, much less likely to develop dementia, and 30% less common among people who reported eating fruits and vegetables daily. That's fascinating. That would be what you would want to start early in life. The fish oil you'd want to start while in utero via your mother either eating fish or preferably taking omega-3 fatty acids. You take omega-3 fatty acids while you're a child uh, to help prevent uh, ADD and and to save you from the drugging of of children. And you continue this through life, uh, and it will protect your brain as you get older. This is like a cradle-to-grave security. Perhaps we'll go back to weaning babies to cod liver oil as we once did. Right. (laughs) Well, I'd welcome your insight on this one. It is certainly hitting the news that with just last week that AIDS vaccine, 
showing very poorly. In fact, they found mm-hmm. that the people who volunteered to take the AIDS vaccine had more infections, did much poorly, uh, that this could dampen further research. And, of course, it speaks to the fact that most of us uh, just really don't have an appreciation that vaccines are not 100% safe nor 100% effective, Dr. Whitaker. I know that. I've been a proponent that I think a lot of people don't realize that when you are faced with an infection, either viral or bacterial, that the, ho- the health of the host determines the uh, infectious nature of the vector more than the vector itself. So a better way to prevent infections is not to immunize yourself to them, but to improve your own immune system, your natural immune system. This is why I think vitamin D is a far better um, barrier to the flu than is the flu vaccine. So um, we keep trying to isolate ourselves. We want to be the bubble boy. You know, to where um, we, uh, you know, uh, look upon the presence or the possibility of a viral or a bacterial infection as the problem. But the, not that's not the problem. We'll never be in a in a world where we don't have bacteria and viruses, you know, in our environment all the time. Right. The right. problem is our general resistance to such, and the body is designed to protect itself from viruses and from infection. And the best way to enhance the, that protection is to use the nutrients and to use the lifestyle changes or the lifestyle bit of the lifestyle activities that will increase general health and robustness. And consequently, you become less vulnerable. You know, I, that's, that's the way I would do it. That's the way I've been doing it. I hadn't had a flu shot in 25 years. It don't plan to start. And of course, with the revelation that we recently had a very serious polio outbreak in Africa, not because of the polio virus, because of the live virus vaccine, um, you know, safety issues have to be, you know, considered with this, you know, all vaccine all the time approach that we seem to see in, see in this oh country. Oh my goodness! Definitely. How many how many um, children were um, infected with the polio? How many cases did they have? Seventy-eight cases. Seventy-eight okay. children. Yeah. Mm. We're going to be back. Dr. Dwayne Gravelin joining us today. We're going to be talking about statin drug side effects, new information not to be missed. We invite you to join us at 1-800-307-3002. America's Wellness, Dr. Gene Whitaker, MD, joining us today to talk about those cholesterol-lowering drug side effects on Healthy Talk Radio. America's number one source for healthcare information, news, and medical breakthroughs. Making America healthy coast to coast. It's Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and Dr. Julian Whitaker. A special guest joining us today to uh, talk about a category of drugs that generates money in the, yeah, it's a, a billion with a B. Uh, they generate more money than any other single category of drugs. Of course, they are widely prescribed. Cholesterol-lowering drugs, we have a special guest who will be joining us to talk about um, that growing appreciation for statin drug side effects, Dr. Whitaker. I'm very happy to have Dr. Gravelin on the line because he found out from personal experience right. the dangers of these drugs uh, and cognitive function. 
and uh, his physicians still are not aware of it. But he's written two books on the subject. You know, has a, a website spacedoc.com, uh, and is very much in tune to the devastating effects that these drugs can have. I think these drugs should be taken off the market. There are dozens of ways to lower the cholesterol level and to lower the risk of cardiovascular disease. Dozens of ways. These drugs are far more dangerous and devastating than they are beneficial, and they need to be taken off the market. So joining us today is that family physician, aerospace medical research scientist, uh, United States Air Force flight surgeon and NASA scientist, the author of Statin Drugs Side Effects and Lipitor Thief of Memory. He's behind SpaceDoc.net. He's Dr. Dwayne Gravelin, who joins Dr. Whitaker and me here today. Dr. Gravelin, hello and welcome. Well, I'm, I'm very delighted to be here today. Hello, Dr. Gravelin. Nice to have you again. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And you have some exciting information that you have shared with uh, Dr. Whitaker. Uh, share it with all of us, if you would, please, Dr. Gravelin. Just the last few days, some information has come my way from a fellow flight surgeon, a young woman who has spent seven years in the Navy flight surgeon program out of Pensacola. And during that time, she became increasingly aware of the side effects associated with statin drugs, sufficiently so that she started to investigate this. In that respect, she was much like I was seven years ago, beginning to investigate statin. And one of the first things she stumbled on was something very well known to Dr. Whitaker, and that is the the, uh, fact that Merck, some um, 17 years ago now, filed for two patents for the combination of CoQ10 with their statin drug. Now, their statin drug at that time in 1990 was lovastatin, otherwise known as Mivacor. And um, they used for justification some um, information that they have never subsequently uh, presented to the medical uh, people involved. None of us, none of we doctors over the last 17 years uh, really was, uh, has been appraised of the justification that they used because they flat out stated back in 1990 that because of the mevalonate blockade of the statin drugs that CoQ10 was going to be seriously inhibited. The synthesis of CoQ10 was going to be inhibited and they wanted that they were worried about the liver damage and other damage to come, and they wanted permission to uh, come up with this, to, to manufacture this new drug uh, with uh, CoQ10 in combination with Avacor in case they needed it. But their justification was they were fully aware of the problems to come. They were granted the patent, and they're yeah, past 17 years. That's For whatever problem. reasons, they never went ahead. Dr. Gravelin, I have the patents in front of me. They were, one of them was issued on June 12, 1990, and another one was issued on May 29, 1990. The one having to do with the muscle pain was issued on June 12. It was originally uh, um, given to Michael S. Brown, who was one of the researchers working with Merck to develop these drugs, but then he assigned it to Merck, who simply put it in their file and never mentioned it. And as I look and read this patent, it's exactly like the information that is given uh, 
to the individuals causing myopathy. So the information are told that they can have myopathy or muscle pain from taking the statin drugs, but they are not told what this patent is about, and that is that coenzyme Q10 would stop the problem, that coenzyme Q10 would prevent the problem, that coenzyme Q10 would reverse the problem. And not only does this patent um, relate to uh, Mevacor, but it specifically states in the patent that other drug companies that come out with Lipitor and Provacol and Zocor, from, they are not allowed to uh, inform their patients or, or doctors um, of the uh, dangers of coenzyme Q10 reduction and that they should be taking it. So it virtually stops the use of supplements that could of, of, of coenzyme Q10 that could have prevented the suffering and death of thousands of patients, tens of actually millions of patients. When we look at the side effects of the um, uh, muscle pain and of the liver problems, and as you know, it, when it hits the brain, it is likely hitting the brain and causing these brain problems because of the reduction in coenzyme Q10 and because of the reduction in energy required for, for the brain function. Basically, the Lipitor, Mevacor, and those drugs will damage those organ systems that require large amounts of energy. And what requires the most amount of energy? That's the heart. And following the the increased use of these statin drugs, congestive heart failure has now become a major epidemic problem because people are getting congestive heart failure that don't really have significant heart disease. And I think if you look at the incidence of congestive heart failure and you look at the penetration into the marketplace of the millions of people taking the, the uh, statin drugs, it, the two graphs are identical. The more statins we take, the more congestive heart failure we have. It is it is a problem of of worldwide problem of worldwide magnitude that the drug companies just won't tell us the dangers of these and will not mention how to prevent it. It is absolutely bizarre. You know, Julian, I used to believe in FDA. But as I've researched this, I have become a critic and really cynical. I was never this way before. I always respected my authorities and considered FDA to be an authoritative <laughs> entity. And now I know that this has happened. This should be a criminal act, the failure on the part of the drug companies to announce this to the physicians. That means they have not fully disclosed what they already knew about the drug. That's correct. Not only the, see the FDA, Dr. Gravelin, I, I, I lost faith in that organization 25 years ago. The FDA looks upon the drug companies as their client. They are their, the advertising client. They want the drug companies to succeed, primarily because the F, the, the drug companies pay FDA salaries. There's more money Flowing into the drug, flowing there's more money flowing into the FDA from the drug companies than there is from the government. With these licensing fees, these uh, uh, licensing fees means that the 
the drug companies come to the FDA to approve a new drug. That information, that approval of new drug application comes with several hundred million dollars. A check for two to three hundred million dollars for the FDA to look at the pharmaceutical research and approve the drug. Well, what do you think the FDA is going to do? Are they going to say, look, we're going to keep you $200 million, but we're not going to approve your new diabetes drug because we just find that it's too dangerous? Or we're going to keep you $200 million, but we're not going to approve yet another statin drug because it's too dangerous? No. The FDA will approve it. And consequently, the public is at huge risk. Dr. Whitaker, hold that thought. We'll be back with more. Dr. Dwayne Gravelin, spacedoc.net. Dr. Julian Whitaker joining us today. We're talking about adverse events relating to statin drugs on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. We're talking about cholesterol-lowering medications, statin drug side effects. We invite you to join us at 1-800-307-3002. We have a very special guest uh, joining us today, a NASA scientist, physician, author of Statin Drug Side Effects and Lipitor Thief of uh, Memory, spacedoc.net. We'll tell you more about Dr. Dwayne Gravelin, who joins us today, to talk about um, uh, you know what is coming to light from a fellow flight surgeon that lots uh, when you impact the body's uh, enzyme processes um, that impact coenzyme Q10 you have far reaching consequences on the body this woman felt so strongly about her views that she began to regard statin drugs as a poison and she began to refuse to prescribe them and if patients came in her office in the uh, in, the, in the Navy medical facility, she would take them off of the statin. You can imagine what uh, this did to the, the uh, medical routine in the Navy facility to have this uh, this woman with very strong views uh, suddenly in their midst. And the guidelines for the treatment of patients with statins are, have been well laid out for years, and she's not following them. Obviously, she got into trouble. But more than that, she became so disillusioned that she has given up the practice of medicine under those circumstances. She wants to be completely in control of whatever she does in the future. She does not want to be told uh, what medicines to use, and she particularly doesn't want ever to use statin drugs. She says she would never allow statin drug into her mouth. I know, and she's reasonable with that. And the problem that I see, Dr. Gremlin, is that it's not just the statins that are controlled by the uh, profession. It's other drugs as well. Um, They now have insurance companies that are rating physicians based upon the frequency of the prescriptions they write. If you write... Uh, smaller numbers of statin prescriptions, you're rated as a gray instead of a blue. Mean, mean in terms of the, of the uh, insurance companies, you are not as effective a doctor. It's amazing how um, insidious the drug companies control what's being done. Here's a physician had to leave the uh, Navy 
because she knew that giving her patients statins were making them worse. And she could prove it. She could show the data. She could show the patent. But she still had to leave the Navy. She had to escape. Now, what does that tell you and I and our listeners as to where modern American medicine is heading? If a physician cannot, in her um, expertise and awareness and um, professionalism, you know, do what she knows to be the best for the patient and is forced to leave because she doesn't want to overdose the, uh, uh, you know, give the inappropriate drugs, you know, what you know, are patients uh, going to do? Julian, if I were in the Air Force right now, like I was for 10 years back a ways, I would be just like her. And you would leave as well? I would have to leave because right. I'm, I'm a person of the same personality she is. She's quit her job rather than, than be told that she has to use what she considers a poison. That's true. And she's right about it. It's not like she made this up. It's, it's not like she is just uh, making waves. The statin drugs are toxic. My research they, block the the, they block the production of one of the body's most important elements, coenzyme Q10. Now, coenzyme Q10 is not a vitamin. There's not many foods that have any significant coenzyme Q10. You you have to make the coenzyme Q10 that we supplement with, and but coenzyme Q10 is highly essential, and the body makes coenzyme Q10 in the liver, in the liver, and it uses the same pathway that the liver uses to make cholesterol low, to make cholesterol. So therefore, when you block that pathway. You sh- shut down the production of coenzyme Q10. Two days ago, Dr. Gravelin, we had a woman call up, said that her father in his early 60s had just died, had been taking statin drugs for several years, had a cholesterol level of 100, 110, and died from congestive heart failure. And I said then, I say it now, the cause of that person's death was the statin drugs. Because no if, about it. If, if that drug lowered that cholesterol level that low, then the coenzyme Q10 was gone. And without coenzyme Q10, you can't generate energy. And when you can't generate energy, the heart can't pump. And when the heart doesn't pump, you have congestive heart failure, and in this case, the man died. And that's going to go down as a death from congestive heart failure when it was a death from statin drugs. I think the drug in this case was Lipitor. That's but it wouldn't matter. Big, it could be Provacor. Lipitor Excuse? is big offender. But you know, in addition to this, uh, in addition to CoQ10 synthesis using the same pathway as cholesterol, there are many other vital pathways in the body that are involved also. So when this whole pathway is blocked, we call it mevalonic blockade. When we use a statin drug, and everybody said from the very beginning it would block the mevalonic pathway, but we, right. never asked, we never looked into it. That was now it. we know there are many other things, adolicals and all kinds of things, and we even have learned only recently of the tendency of statin drugs now to cause Lou Gehrig's disease. That's this right. This is a sleeper. And I well, would not we even dare to mention this if the World Health Organization had not already brought it out three months ago. 
It's you know, from their Vigibase studies in Sweden. Right. They, were, well, they found excessive numbers of both Lou Gehrig's disease and peripheral neuropathy associated with statin use worldwide. Now, one, I'm particularly interested in this because I've just been working uh, with Joe Graydon of People's Pharmacy on the Lou Gehrig's thing. In the last uh, year, I have seen an excess number of what I'd call an epidemic of Lou Gehrig reports in my repository. And I accumulated some 35 before I decided something more had to be done with these, so I sent them off to Joe and telling him that maybe he could do something with this in his column. He did, and he invited comments. Since he did this, and you probably know his comment, his column being syndicated takes some three months to go through the United States. He, we have acquired some 75 more cases of Lou Gehrig's disease associated wow. with statin wow. use that no one ever knew of before. That's and incredible. A, and a double that of uh, peripheral neuropathy. Hmm. And well, the, well, Dr. Gravelin, the one thing that you mentioned that is not exactly accurate is that they didn't know what these problems would be. But Merck knew. Well, Merck it. had a patent. You're absolutely right. And we, they we'll absolutely knew. Merck. Merck is criminal because they knew. And so does everybody else. I mean, you don't have um, these other drug companies, you know, be unaware of the Merck patent they on coenzyme Q10. They all know that. Of course. You know, they know more about the toxicity of their products than we do. And we're just finding it out. But they've always known. Yeah, and they don't true. care. It is criminal and the most criminal. That's a criminal act. Now, the second criminal act I like to call to your attention is when your request to FDA for a, to allow uh, a black box warning for the CoQ10 supplementation with all statin use, that was not acted upon. Now, that's criminal. Yeah, I put that request in in 2002. I did a citizen's petition to the FDA to carry a black box warning on the uh, statin drugs, that the statin drugs will lower the coenzyme Q10 level and that this is the primary reason for the muscle problems and the liver problems and that taking coenzyme Q10 of 200, microgram, or 200 milligrams or more would prevent this from happening and would be uh, effective treatment. And I used the patent. I used exactly the information coming from the patent plus an additional 760 pages of scientific research published in peer-reviewed journals on the association of statin drugs lowering the coenzyme Q10 level and causing the problem. And I thought that the FDA, if they didn't act upon it, that at least the media would. So I sent this uh, citizen petitions first. The FDA did not act upon it, has refused to act upon it, has refused to even, um, even acknowledge it, doesn't give a timetable as to when they're going to act upon it. The FDA is just a bunch of crooked thugs. So I then went to the media. Went to the New York Times. I called up several articles, uh, several other uh, outlets. And I thought that if you were to give this citizen's petition to the FDA with all of the scientific uh, uh, information backing it up, that the media would act upon it because here are large multinational corporations knowingly putting people at risk. It's not just that they're putting people at risk. They're knowingly doing that. And I thought the media would jump on board. But they didn't. 
and it just it just indicates again how much infiltration the pharmaceutical companies have with our traditional media outlets. Not one person, not one company, or not one newspaper or radio or television reported on this uh, legitimate uh, uh, petition to the FDA. Uh, in Canada, for instance, it, it says in the um, uh, patient's information in Canada that the statin drugs block and lower the production of coenzyme Q10. And they strongly do- recommend all statin users in Canada. I know, but it doesn't even say that in the United States. I know it. It's a disgrace. I had no idea the media was so affected by the statin industry. Well, they are, and um, and I think it's every patient for himself. I know at Whitaker Wellness, we stop the statins on site. You know, we. The irony is, here's the real irony: there are dozens of ways to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. Dozens. There are dozens of ways to lower excessive uh, cholesterol levels. And these don't have the problem that the statins have. This is pure and simply the desire of the and the intent of the drug companies to maximize profits at expense of those who are using their products. It's unbelievable to me. It is unbelievable. I've got one other gem for you. Shoot. Not to change this subject, because it's still on the subject. I now have been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, my goodness. Yes. From my one exposure back in the year 2000, when I took Lipitor for a total of three and one-half months, I had these uh-huh. two episodes of transient global amnesia, and I thought I was scot-free. Mm. I had them. I, I, had, I was, had total amnesia for that period of time. One was six hours, one was 12 hours, and it was over, and I was back to normal. It was over, but I was never, I was not back to normal. It was only a couple of years later that I realized my muscles were going, they were shrinking, and my weakness and fatigue, and now it's a solid diagnosis. It's as best you can make a diagnosis of Luke Gehrig's in its early phase. We and need I, to talk. I'm, I'm looking around for wheelchairs. Yeah, we, you and I need to talk off air. You know, you need to look at hyperbaric oxygen. Uh, you need to look at perhaps some glutathione, but we need to talk off air about okay, this. Okay, good. I like that. All right. But, you know, um, Back well, to yeah. go ahead, Deborah. Yeah, but also uh, address uh, both Dr. Whitaker and Dr. Gravelin, if you would. Uh, you know, some of the the recent research coming out of uh, Dr. Gollum's uh, uh, laboratory that statin drugs um, can cross the blood-brain barrier, uh, affect the brain, affect sleep quality, um, and you know these neurodegenerative diseases um, uh, may be part of this whole you know puzzle. That you know that the second most common side effects from statin drugs include their effect on our brain, Dr. Gravelin. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that, and it is true that the more lipophilic drugs, uh, Mevacor, Zocor, and, and uh, Lipitor, those are the three most most fat-loving uh, of the statin drugs. It's true that uh, that they do have more more tendency to cross into the brain. But the fact of the matter is that even Crestor and even Pravacol, the so-called water-loving statins. Even they cross the brain and give you the same side effects, so nothing is guaranteed here. Well, the whole class of drug, the whole class of drugs should be yeah. taken off. I the treat market. them like a class. Yeah, they're a class of drugs. They just are not necessary. Most of the di- all of the diabetic uh, drugs don't are you're not needed. Uh, uh, you know, the overwhelming majority of the hypertensive drugs are not needed. Uh, we are just inundated with uh, dangerous. Uh, you know, fluff drugs, 
you know, that, that modify certain conditions and create horrendous side effects and actually do the public harm. Uh, you know, people don't realize that close to 200,000 people die every year from appropriately used prescription drugs. Prescription drugs in the pharmaceutical industry is the most dangerous, manufactures the most dangerous commercial products ever in human civilization. They don't realize that. There are more people die in one year from prescription drugs than died in 17 years in the Vietnam conflict by four. And we don't realize it. Those are impressive. Back with more of Dr. Julian Whitaker, Dr. Dwayne Gravelin. We're talking about statin drug side effects on Healthy Talk Radio. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio worldwide, whenever and wherever you need us at HealthyTalkRadio.com. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray. Dr. Wayne Gravlin joining us today, a family doctor, NASA scientist, uh, uh, aerospace medical research uh, scientist, uh, the author of Statin Drug Side Effects and Lipitor Thief of Memory. You can find out more about his work online at spacedoc.net. And we were talking about um, um, this growing evidence that statin drugs uh, affect our body because it affects our body's production of coenzyme Q10 uh, uh, in so many ways. Absolutely. Dr. Gravelin? Yes. Um, how, how well is your book doing? We need to mention both of your books. They're excellent. Uh, um, they portray excellently the, the toxicity of the statin drugs. And talk to us about the titles of the books and where our listeners can get them. Right. The uh, Lipto Thief of Memory can be uh, acquired either on my website at spacedoc.net or by going to Amazon. Lipitor, The Thief of Memory. Yes, that was my first book. It focuses a little more on cognitive Mm -hmm. and strictly on on Lipitor. Uh, The second book, uh, Statin Drug Side Effects, is is a bit more general. It addresses all the statin drugs and all their side effects, and it is only available through my website at this time, and they're both selling very well. Uh, the the, The combined monthly sales are around 500. Wonderful. They're doing really well. I'm surprised. I've got a third book. Right now, uh, coming, uh, it's, it's, it's done. It will be in the, in the print pretty soon, and it's going to be called uh, Statin Drug, uh, I'm sorry, the Statin Damage Crisis, the Dark Side of Cholesterol Inhibition. Ooh, ooh, Wonderful. title. I will send you, just for your research, I'll send you the uh, 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 petition that I sent to the FDA. You know, it's uh, petitions four or five pages long, and then the references are about 700 pages long. And you might want to get some information from that that you could use in your book. That is excellent. I will, I will do this. This is, yes. this is very important. Yeah, we went. We we actually combed the rec- we combed a lot of the material, and uh, Peter Langshan, you know, a friend of a mutual friend of ours, yes, done a lot of work with coenzyme Q10, um, uh, wrote the um, cardiology. Um, uh, assessment of the dangers of the statin drugs for this citizen's petition. So it's, it was, it didn't work. The FDA is just, um, you know, the handmaiden of the pharmaceutical company and has been for years, but at least it's now part of the public record. Yeah. 
Uh, you couldn't have had a better fellow doing it. Dr. Langstrom is a personal friend of mine, and uh, he's uh, he's more qualified than anyone else I know in this area. Absolutely. Dr. Right. Gravelin, a real privilege to have you join us. Thank you so much. I'm privileged, and I enjoy it. Dr. Dwayne Gravelin joining us today to talk about satin drug side effects. Again, his website, spacedoc.net. Our thanks to Dr. Whitaker. Our thanks to you. If you missed anything, HealthyTalkRadio.com. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you, live long, stay healthy.